The Bostonian versus the book is being brought to you by our friends at Cigars.com. Malinlabe cigars are premium cigars. Each cigar is a true Puro, 100% organic Cuban leaf binder and filler cigar with a 15 Habano wrapper. These cigars are always produced in small batches, and once they are gone, they're gone. Right now, as an introductory offer to the brigade, Malinlabe has a four-pack cigar sampler assortment on sale for just $75. All four are premium cigars that are sure to define the luxury experience you would come to expect. Malinlabe also offers for single-barrel bourbon maple whiskey and amazing coffee that can be combined to make a wonderful gift box if a brigade member buys a set cigars, coffee, and whiskey. Mall and Labe will include whiskey glasses, coffee mugs, and a decorative ashtray to complete the experience. Log on to mallandlabecigars.com. That's M-O-L-O-N-L-A-B-E cigars.com. Or check out the link on the BVB Discord channel at bvbshow.com. Mall and Labe Cigars, the premium cigar for those with discerning tastes. The Bostonian is Matt Perrault. This is our f- city. The book is Dave Sherapan. Pay him. Pay that man his money. Together, they are the Bostonian versus the book. You covered! You covered! Twitter. I covered! Follow the show on Twitter at Boston versus the book. How do you like them, Matt? Bringing you the best insight on sports betting news. Matt and Dave's daily picks and an entertaining and unfiltered dive into the sports betting industry. Here's Dave Sherapan and Matt Peralt. And here we go. What's up, boys and girls? How are you? Welcome into a roll call. Well, Thursday. It is Thursday. the last show of the week. We are off tomorrow, so no roll call Friday. Welcome into a BVB. Roll call Thursday. Dave Sheriff and Matt Peralta. I'm still in Boston. Dave in Vegas. Lots to come, including a super fan who was there last night, who saw the perfect game, but it's not actually his first. It's his third perfect game, Dave. Three. It's unbelievable. I, I immediately, first of all, good to see you. You, you too. Tired. Are, are you close I'm, to the end of the of the of the of the trip or of whoa. the of the whoa. I got a lot of ways hard to go. 75, like where, where are you at? I'm at right the now? end of the hard 75. Tomorrow's the last day of the hard 75. So I will end that tomorrow and then I will go to Maine and I'll eat my weight in seafood coming up <laughs> and I will drink my, you know, overall blood alcohol content into an unreasonable number. But I am tired. I'm going to go on both because you're going to feel like shit. Probably, probably. But <laughs> I'm tired just because the damn time change, man. It is oh. something else. Oh. Like this. I don't know how you guys do it. I tried staying up last night. I was up to 11 o'clock trying to watch baseball, trying to watch what was going on, trying to follow what was going on in Oakland. I couldn't do it. Couldn't hack it. I was like, okay. I was like, forget it guys. I was like, I'll just see us in the morning. If, if, if Herman does this great, I'm going to bed later. That's, that's the part. Um, I mean, you really appreciate it when you're there. And again, Talk about appreciating people. We appreciate everyone that's here watching, listening. Roll call Thursday. Get in there. Get settled. We're going to do roll call Thursday one hour from now. So get in. Watch the show. We got a friend of mine. His name is Tyke. I can't believe it. It's his third perfect game. I'm watching a game last night. I'm riveted. All right. I finished the show. I ended up doing a radio show with Lisey last night late. And I'm like, Joe, the guy's got a perfect game. He's like, what? I said, he's got a a perfect game. We're talking about college football season, win totals, all this other crap. I'm glued. So I'm texting the kids, perfect game alert. I send out a couple (laughs) texts. I'm like, I send a text to Irizarry, sleeping, Moose, watching, 
Dane Martinez. Yankee guys, I know. Dead asleep. He's got yeah. a newborn. Year old. Yeah. He's sleeping. I'm like, who Who do I know that could possibly be at the game? It's Tyke. He's at the game, of course. It's his third perfect game ever. Sixth no-hitter. All I want to do as a baseball fan is go to a game and see a no-hitter or a perfect game. Every game I go to, I sit there and wait and root for no-hits. Wow. Longest I've ever gotten is into the seventh. Six innings of no-hit ball, seventh inning, it's been broken. So I can't wait to talk to him. He's coming in. He'll be in in about 15 minutes or so, 10 or 15 minutes. We'll ask him. Um, Did – what – did you survive the rain? Did the- I ran in the rain. So yeah, I survived it. It was, it was all night. It's actually somewhat sunny today, but the clouds are coming in. And it's going to rain later today. <laughs> it's just the trip of rain. And it's just, I think by the time I'm coming back to Vegas, I'm going to be very sick of rain. And I can't wait because my daughter has no idea that it rains in other parts of the country on multiple days. Like this is very new to her. She's like, wait, it's going to rain again. Yeah. Like yeah. we have rain once a month. Like, if that in Vegas, like this is rain once a day here, here. And it's so the humidity, it's funny because it feels like how it used to feel in Virginia, where it would be sunny in the morning. Your sun would come down and heat up the atmosphere. And then boom, you have pop up thunderstorms all over the place. Now in the South in Alabama, it was always just consistent, but in Virginia, it was sort of like hit and miss. This feels like Virginia humidity and it feels like Virginia thunderstorms. It's really not fun to be quite honest. It's sticky to be outside, not an enjoyable experience. I just looked down at the chat. Chef Benny has a work call in an hour. So I got to shout out Chef Benny right now on Roll Call Friday. I mean, somehow he didn't get the work call scheduled for not this time. I mean, we're messing everybody's schedule up. The guys back east love it because we're on earlier. The guys right. out west are, are a little mad. bit groggy. Are mad. Bit, you know, it's, 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 it's one time thing. Just how it is. This is just to get it out of the way until I can. You know, this is the last show of the week. We're off Friday. We're off Monday. We're off Tuesday. We'll do a Twitter Spaces on Wednesday, and then a week from today, we're back rolling for Thursday, yeah. and we get to start doing. Well, we're not there yet, but we're almost there to thirty-two teams in thirty-two days. We're getting close. The countdown's getting close. Right, and we're going to have to do that because actually, I got a couple requests. I saw a couple people on the Twitter at Boston versus the book on the Twitter. That's where you can also find the show on the YouTube. And you see last year we did that. Yep. 32 teams, 32 days, breakdown of the schedule, season win analysis with as much information as we have at the time. We're going to have to do it again. I don't know. People liked it. Well, we do. They love it because what we do is we start with college football and we start doing essentially like the top 20 or so college football people. What do you like mean? I thought we started with the NFL and then got to college. I think we should flip it because Why? then we run it because week zero is coming up. Like last year we ran into week zero. We had to like really struggle to get all of our things together. If you remember, we had to rush to get everything in. So hmm. I'd rather not have to rush to get everything in. I'd rather take my time, if you will, on it and be a little bit more in depth because college football camps open before NFL camps, depending on what team it is and where they are. They go right. back to school before. So I'll be curious. We, we can debate that and see how we'll we do it. But it, but we come back in July. Production we, meeting again yeah. right on the show. I we start doing we football. Do July 5th, I, we come back <laughs> and we start doing football. And I can't wait. It's going to be a ton of fun. July 6th is the first show. And then and then we roll. And, it, and it's funny because you know, in in Pennsylvania, is fire, are fireworks legal in Pennsylvania? Um, 
when I was there, it was kind of turn a blind eye. Okay. Like it was one of those things like you can do it. Just don't cause a problem. Not like Vegas where they put all these booths everywhere. You just openly just. Yeah. That's New Hampshire. That's what New Hampshire's like. New Hampshire and Nevada are very similar because there are certain types of fireworks that are illegal in Nevada. And there's certain type of fireworks that are illegal in New Hampshire. But for the most part, the, you know, you can get a pretty good package of things to go blow up if you want to go ahead and blow it up. (laughs) There's ads. I mean, We're there's not more, advocating this at all right now. But there's the more show. firework ads than sports book ads in oh, Massachusetts. Oh, they're oh. everywhere. I mean, I've, I've been waiting. I've been looking around for the advertisements. I'm like, where? Oh, are so the it's one books? of those. It, that's the state you got to go over to border. To New Hampshire, Hampshire is right across. So, like, there's ah. when you cross the border, and I'm going up there today. When you cross the border up into New Hampshire, boom, you see everything. All of the shops and the ads are everywhere in New Hampshire because. You can't take it across state lines, but everybody does. So they know they go to the population base, advertise in mass to go up to New Hampshire, grab the fireworks, and then come back down. I've been given the instructions because like, they're like, if you want to, we're going to be driving through. We'll stop on our way to Maine, grab some fireworks. <laughs> and then I don't know what the laws are in Maine. I got to figure <laughs> out what the laws in Maine are for fireworks. But uh, that yeah, was, yeah. it's funny. I've been waiting for the sports book advertisements and I'm not seeing sports books. I'm seeing fireworks, a ton of fireworks, which is real. Oh, there comes the rain. The rain's back. Great. All right. The rain's back. uh, We just started the show. You did two booms. You've been home for 48 hours. Your Boston (laughs) accent is already coming back. You're around all your people. I can't wait for you to come back uh, next week and start not uh, using your R's that's again. Never, I would never, stuff. I never drop my R's. Thank goodness. Oh, I never had that accent. I never say Ka. I never do any of that crap. I just, there's certain words. My daughter gets very angry at the way I say tourist. She's very mad at this. There you she's go. Like, Stop. She gets angry. Tourist. She's like, no. it's a tourist, not a tourist. Because a terrorist, she gets very yeah. so she's sounds hearing. like terrorist when you say it like that. It sounds like more like terrorist. But that's okay. uh, well, Chef Benny asked the question: Is if you throw a perfect game in Oakland and no one's there to see it, did it actually happen? <laughs> it's a very good question. That did it actually happen? Question. Did we actually have the twenty fourth game in history be perfect for Herman on ninety nine pitches against a Triple A roster in Oakland? His last start was like three and a third. 10 earned or something. I mean, it was seven he earned. Got, he, he, he gave up. I, I believe yeah. he's given up uh, 13 earned runs in his last two starts. It's incredible. And yes, it counts. Even if it's against Oakland, the worst team in history. Yes. Chef Benny, it counts. By the way, programming note, we are going to do a Twitter spaces tomorrow. Uh, oh, cool. Rainmaker five, one, two. What count is going to, I think on mine, I got to talk to Lou after the show here and try to coordinate it, but we're going to have like a roll you're gonna, call. You're going to run it Friday. Yeah. I'll, I'll host it. And then we'll have them come in and out. What time? I'm going to have to listen to this. To watch what, what time? I'm going to have to listen to this. You're going to be on your vacation. I know. I just want, I just want to get go back. Don't forget when you write, when you sign it up, don't forget to hit the record button. So the bottom, you have to tell it to record or it won't record. Oh, okay. All right, so that's fine. Tape it to record because I got I got to hear this. This is gonna be fun. Oh yeah, it'll be good. <laughs> um, I he was so impressive, and I mean, you know, you were sleeping, but he like his pitches were so sharp, and he didn't go three and two. I didn't watch. I was on the air, so I didn't watch the first five innings. Okay, but then I watched it after that, and he didn't even have that many full counts. Like, because when it's a perfect game, you're like, don't walk anybody either. Right. So, you know, you get when you get the three balls, you're like, mm. 
eighth and ninth inning, he didn't get three balls on a batter. I mean, it's imp- 99 pitches, P. Ralt. It's unbelievable. That's no joke. No, it's it's phenomenal. But does his history cause any issues? This guy was suspended earlier this year for for using illegal substances. Mm. I mean, he wasn't caught. Remember, this is the joke guy. Remember the joke we fell apart with? The stickiest hand any umpire had ever felt? This is the mm. guy they were talking about. <laughs> Domingo Herman was got, the dude they were talking about. We, we got a lot of run on that clip. Uh huh. Talking about <laughs> sticky fingers and all that so stuff. This is the guy. This is the person mm. that had this happen to him. Yeah. So he's already been out this year. He becomes the first pitcher ever to be suspended for a foreign substance and throw a perfect game in the same season. Mm. Does that change the story at all for you? No, it doesn't for me, but it might for somebody. I mean, <laughs> I didn't even know until after the game with the translator and everything. His uncle died a couple of days ago. Okay. He was really close to him. And he said, you know, how emotional it was. And he dedicated the game to his uncle and pitched mm. a perfect game. I just look at it from the historical perspective. You know, I was sitting with Jess and uh, and grandma watching a game and Jess kept saying it's Oakland. They only have 20 wins. You keep, you guys keep talking about them on the show, how bad they are. <laughs> like, I'm like, Jess, it's a perfect game. You don't, you, we had one kid pitch a no hitter for us. We went to California. She pitched five innings. Wow. She pitched a no hitter. And me and the coach were the only ones in the field that knew me and Eric coach Eric, the kid didn't even know she was pitching a no hitter. We were like, she's through four. And I looked at him. I'm like, you know, so we were nervous calling the pitches. Right. It's so hard to do on any level that I don't want to downplay the performance. Does it does it affect it for you because of the sticky stuff? It doesn't affect it. It's a note that has to be put in there, though. Like the, the umpires does didn't it? catch him. Yes. The umpires didn't catch him. So if he, if he was using it. Okay. I mean, we just talked about it. His first two starts or the two starts previous to this perfect game where he probably wasn't using sticky stuff. He got ripped, got killed. <laughs> he goes to Oakland. Well, they checked him last night. They didn't. They, they didn't did. But him. did he get smarter? Did he figure out a different way of doing it? Did he figure out how to get it off his hands? Oh, I mean, I'm just saying, I mean, it's, it's part here. of the conversation. It's part of the conversation in this guy's history. It has to be. Now, I'm not going as far as people are talking about the domestic violence stuff that he had early in his career. People have been saying we shouldn't be talking about Herman. He shouldn't be you know, celebrating this guy. He had a horrible domestic violence story previously in his life. I'm not saying that that's part of the story for me. But the sticky stuff suspension is definitely part of the story. I mean, it has to be part of the story for someone who turns around those perfect game. I guess so. I got to mean, oh. but I mean, it is amazing. It's history. It's incredible. It is all of that. It's the fourth guy ever in Yankee history to throw it. Yes. But it's also against a team that let's talk about that. And then we'll get the tyke. They're 21 and 61. We played the first game of the second half of the season last night. We're so bad. 40 is the record. So right now it's 42 that they would win. So they wind up oh, with more. You think they go over 40? I do. I don't, I don't know. I if think it's going to be bet it right now. I do. Yeah. They get into the forties, not was, into the fifties. Number they was 47. 30 games. Number was 40, it was 47 was the number. 
I forget which fall just short of that. I forget which book put it up, but it was minus one ten both sides. Forty seven wins was the projected. That's my number. I was thinking forty six and a half or forty five and a half. Put it in the middle of the forties. That's exactly where we're at. Um. Wow. Well, here we'll we'll ask the chat right now. You guys are in the chat. Put your uh, area codes in in about fifteen to twenty minutes for the roll call. But right now. Do the A's get over or under 47 wins on the season? <laughs> that is unbelievable to say. That's And this guy we've got coming on, he Let's goes on. to the games. He's an A's guy. I, I feel bad we're taking his team because he's a baseball <laughs> fan. Are we really but, taking their team? I don't know if we're, if we're, if we're taking their team, but well, we, I mean, we kind of are. There he is. We kind of did, morning, right? We, gentlemen, how are you? We, we kind of did take their oh, team. Man. What's up, Tyke Nary? Welcome to BVB, my friend. How are you? Appreciate thank, you being here. Thank you so much, Matt and uh, Dave. Uh, appreciate the invite. And um, yeah, it's, uh, you know, it's, it's still not 100%. You know, uh, I found something interesting just uh, segueing to what you talked about, about taking the team of, you know, the uh, bill that passed the Nevada legislature actually does not specifically mention the A's. So correct. If we, Um, if we had someone that, that came in as a, uh, you know, kind of like happened to the giants in 92, where a local consortium came in and uh, bought the team and, uh, you know, something like that happened here. They could still build a ballpark in Las Vegas and be a right. leg up for an expansion franchise. Okay. Correct. The, the problem is that. you would need the, your owner of the Oakland A's to sell the Oakland A's, which he has no idea or no desire to do so. Right. Yes. So that's, that's the hands in the air, right? <laughs> There's your problem. Like you would need the owner to say, I don't want the team anymore, but Damn he it. has made it pretty yeah. clear that he wants to move to Vegas and, yeah. you know, Oakland. Yeah. I, I, I made this case though. And as being an A's fan, I'm wondering how you feel about this because I want the A's name to stay in Oakland like the Cleveland Browns name stayed in Cleveland. So if you guys do get a team again or an owner that wants to build a ballpark or somebody wants to have an Oakland baseball team, I think you guys should keep the A's. I don't think the A's should leave Oakland. Would you guys be cool if the A's name name stayed? Oh, I think that would be a much better uh, option. I just don't see, you know, with... uh... Um, with what's happened around here politically, uh, if they leave, I, I don't think there'll be the the will to get a ballpark built without a team already here. And plus, uh, the team across the bay would definitely fight that as well. Right. So, oh. I mean, we can we can even see from, uh, you know, it's been in the news the last few days that the mayor of San Jose has come in and says, hey, if the A's leave, we'd like an expansion franchise. And, and I, I just I don't could see either of those two things happening. Could so. the Giants block a San Jose team? They already uh, they already blocked the A's moving to San Jose. They wanted to build a ballpark right down by the train station where Google's about to is in the process of building its campus, and uh, it would have been you know two blocks from San Jose Arena where the Sharks play. And uh, it, the A's the Giants um, put their territorial rights up, and it got challenged oh. in court and thrown out. So wow, uh, yeah. So yeah, the Giants have already blocked the the Silicon Valley money to be there. So let's we'll let's see. let's get to this right now because I'm watching a game last night. P. Rawls sleeping. Most of the East Coast is sleeping, despite the fact that the Yankees are playing because it's late. It's hard to stay awake. Sure. You're a baseball fan, have been for a long, long time. You travel around the games. You you go to the games in Oakland. I'm watching and I'm going. I wonder if I know anyone who's there, and I immediately think of you. 
and you send me pictures of you guys going crazy and stuff. And then you text me and say, it's my sixth no hitter and third perfect game in person. What kind of shit is that? Who does that? Well, How is you know, that possible? What were the other perfect games you were at? You can see him right behind. I was going to say, uh, there's a perfect yeah the yeah, headline yeah, behind Dallas his left Braden, shoulder. Dallas Braden is on uh, this side, yep. and uh, Matt Cain's on that side. We've been fortunate to have uh, a lot of no hitters and perfect games here oh. in the Bay Area. Um, in fact, the Coliseum becomes the only existing park to have three perfect games thrown in it. The old Yankee Stadium had three. Um, Dodger Stadium and Safeco Field have both had two perfect games. Um, but uh, yeah, there hasn't. Uh, you know, we've been fortunate to have that around here. I mean, of all of my baseball travels, I've only seen one no hitter on the road. And that, you know, I was down at Dodger Stadium with a, a couple of other legendary sports chasers, um, Chuck Booth and Ken Lee. Uh, in 2015, uh, my buddy Chuck Booth, he went and set the record of, of the number of major league games seen in a season uh, by a single person is 228 or something like that in Dodger Stadium. You know, it just fit. It was a, you know, it was a day off work for me. The Giants and A's were both on the road. I went to L.A. and saw Jake Arrieta throw a no hitter uh, against the Dodgers. So, um, I'm a you know, pitcher. why don't you go to Pittsburgh and see Keller pitch? Let's <laughs> go to Pittsburgh Keller a no hitter. I went to Pittsburgh when the A's played there three weeks ago and saw Mitch Keller and they lit him up like a pinball machine. So I did. And that was the start after I saw him pitch in San Francisco. And he shut the Giants down. So, you know, it is what it is. I, oh, so I, I they, tried to do part for you, Dave. So they got to come to you. That's what I'm finding out. They got to <laughs> come to the Bay Area to get the good pitching results. Right. Like. Well, yeah, exactly. You know, it's funny. The the the, the thing is, is I kind of um, my buddy, the, the king, who's been to, you know, he's closing in on 9,500 games now. And he's seen 14 no hitters. And what? But the only two perfect games he's seen. We're both. He's a huge Met guy. He saw his four thousandth Met game earlier this week, and poor bastard. The funny thing is, he's only what's seen the, what's two the record of the games. Mets? What's the record and, of the Mets in those four thousand games? Do we know any any idea? Yes, twenty one, twelve, eighteen, eighty six, and two. They have a winning record with him there. Wow. Yes. I would, I would have bet yes. the under and on yes, that. Yes, kids, wow. they used to have ties in baseball. That's true, <laughs> <laughs> that's true right? Oh, my uh, God. That's you know, So I told him, I texted him last night. He texted me and said, hey, congratulations on your third perfect game. And I said, Mike, I know how you feel now, having sat through the two perfect games of, of Wells and, 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 and Cone, because he's a huge Met guy and he watches these Yankees, you know, uh, have historical moments oh. in, in his presence. So, you know, the five no hitters I'd seen before last night were all teams I wanted to win. And last night it was like, okay, I know I'm seeing history. I know I'm seeing something absolutely amazing. And, you know, I'm kind of torn. And, and, uh, <laughs> and cool. one of the things, one of the things about it was, I remember, um, about four, yeah, more than that, seven, eight years ago, uh, Mike Fultonavich of the Braves had a no hitter going. Yeah. In Oakland, and uh, it was in the ninth inning, and Matt Olson hits a home run off him with one out in the ninth and breaks up the no-hitter. And the next day I asked a couple of, of friends that are much bigger A's fans than I am, I said, at what point does your love of the game and want to see history override, 
you want to see your team win because you know you it, know it like, better last be night, in like the sixth that inning. That was my question. At what point did the ballpark turn? Because it had to have turned at some point when they realized it was a chance to see something. Well, no one's ever, the ballpark ever was seen mostly before. Yankee fans last night. So it never <laughs> ah, okay, all right. There um, you, go. you know that's it. But it, I asked them that, and they said, "Here's the thing: the A's." had the longest streak of not getting no hit. They'd gone over 5,000 games. There hadn't been no hit since 1991. And so wow. I said, I totally understand why you'd want to see it broken up. So mm. to them last, you know, it, it, for me, I'm, uh, yeah, okay, I got to see a perfect game. And that's, there's been 24 and I've seen three of them. So I, I can't. amazing. Odds of that are incredible. There's not going to be a though. Domingo Herman, um, you know, to your point about the, the sticky stuff, and yep. there's not going to be a Domingo Herman collage added onto that wall. Pain you know? <laughs> no, and Braden are good. Yeah, I hear that. Because it was funny. Because if you look at the way the A's reported it on Twitter, it was eleven nothing loss. That's it. They didn't make they a single note didn't of it. Put anything on the scoreboard uh, at the end of the game. They didn't Come even on. mention who the winning pitcher was. Wow. Yeah, it, you know, and it's like I, I, I'm sorry. That's. You know, even when when Arietta threw his no hitter in Los Angeles, which is the, before last night, only road one. The Dodgers put on the scoreboard Jake Arietta second career no hitter. You know, yeah, so it, you got to acknowledge it. I mean, come on. I know it's a rough year. Things are really tough in Oakland, but you got to acknowledge what just happened. I mean, just as a as a franchise of the league, you got to recognize that that's history. Twenty four. Think how many baseball games get played every night, and how many games get played every year, and how many decades of baseball. And there's only been twenty four of these. Yeah, I haven't. Oh. I didn't look it up on uh, Baseball Reference, but I know we're north of two hundred thousand major league games in history now. So I mean, you're talking what one one hundredth of one percent of the or one one thousandth of one percent of the games. It's so it, it's mean, crazy. It's a big deal. Were you at the sell the team night? I wasn't. I uh, unfortunately, um, uh, I got called into work that day, and you know things happen. You know, yeah. you, you got to answer the phone when it what rings. What was but, what was the re- result of that with the people that you know and like everything was that a positive was that a negative it was such a weird vibe yeah. but i think the message was delivered but what did what are you guys saying about that night i think for a lot of people it was it was uh uh twofold and my son did get to go to that game uh one was we showed baseball that we can still support this team And I know a lot of people, the reason our attendance, the the reasons of, of the attendance at at baseball's last dive bar have been low. (laughs) There's a couple, I mean, one is obviously the team has, the the ownership has not retained players. They're not spending on the team. They also doubled our season ticket prices coming out of the pandemic. So a lot of people have voted with their wallets. I mean, I'm a bleacher season ticket holder in San Francisco, in uh, Oakland and uh, a regular seat upper deck season ticket holder in San Francisco. My seats in Oakland are now more expensive than my seats in San Francisco. So, I mean, a a lot of people have voted with their pocketbooks and, and and I don't blame them for that. So that was point a of, we will still support this team. And, and on top of that, not only that we will raise money to do our own giveaways since there's so few giveaways anymore. Right. Right. But the second point was if this really is the end or, soon to be, we're going to have one more good time at the Coliseum. And I know they're trying to put together one more for the last Saturday home game of the season. Nice. What, trying to do one more. How did the Rob Manfred comment go over in Oakland? Him kind of cracking a joke saying, congratulations, you guys had an average attendance game in Major League Baseball. Well, we didn't expect much else from somebody 
has a history as a labor lawyer and was the hand-selected um, replacement for the used car salesman that started the downfall of Major League Baseball <laughs> when he forced Faye Vincent out of office. So, you know, he, he clearly is uh, of the four commissioners of the four major sports. He's clearly the most tone deaf uh, of the four, and, and he just doesn't doesn't understand at all. And and uh, you know, and, and the thing is, is we understand that he's an employee of the owners. You, you get that. But still, at some point, you know, celebrate some successes, please. Can can you smile once in a while? <laughs> you know, even Roger Goodell's not this much of a <laughs> right stick in the so, mud. Yeah, yeah. Um, last one for me, Tyke. Before we let you go, and again, thank you for joining us. He's he's at Eddie's Officials on the Twitter. You guys follow him. Great, great dude. And hopefully, we'll get to do this again. But we just talked about the season win total. For the A's, the books put up a 47. It's bad enough. It's going this bad and is historically bad, bad. But like if you were to play over or under 47, say, let's say 47 wins on the season for your Oakland A's, you're going to be there a lot. And hopefully I'm going to try to get up there and swing by and hang out with you for a little bit. Are they going over or under that number? You know, I I think uh, the thing they ran they had they had a seven game winning streak a couple of weeks ago, and yep. and yeah. those wins came against some pretty good teams. Yep. And despite there was a, a little bit of a defensive meltdown in that seventh in, in the uh, the seven run six run fifth inning last night. Yes, but before that, Sears had really pitched well his last few starts. I think they've got a couple of guys in the rotation that can go deep enough into the game to give them a chance. And the offense hasn't been that bad. They've, they've had, they've had some runs where they score. And so I think I would take over 47. I think the better bet, I think the better bet is with what you're wearing today, Dave, do they win or lose more than the Royals? Oh boy. We got a lot of people from Kansas city in that area watching right now. Do you think they beat the Royals number? You know, and and the thing is, you can't go by divisions anymore because they play so many fewer games against the division. Obviously, the AL Central is clearly the worst division in baseball. And, you know, the the AL West has uh, three really good teams and another good team that's underperforming greatly in the Mariners. So who's going to who's going to win that division? The AL? I mean, because we know it's on Oakland, but you've seen all these teams, Tyke. I mean, is it Texas? Are they going to hold on or is Houston coming or God forbid the Angels get really hot? I just kind of feel like, you know, I hate to say it, but I kind of feel like Houston, they've just been treading water. Mm. Alvarez gets healthy, but uh, that's it. You can't, the fighting Bochies look awfully good. That's what I've I've been saying. Last question before that you go here, Tyke. The Raider fans in Oakland come to Vegas for the Raiders. When I go into the games and walk the tailgate, I would say, I don't know. It could be up as high as 40% of people that are at those tailgates are Raider fans and have been Raider fans and are California people, either LA or Oakland who make the trek eight times or six, seven times a year to come on over. Well, A's fans, if the A's do move and build a ballpark in Las Vegas, would the fans that were at the sell the team rally, will they make a trek to Vegas a couple of times a year to see a baseball series? Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I, I know just because I like seeing major league baseball, I probably would, but I'm not a hundred percent sure that, uh, you know, a lot of people feel completely turned off by this whole situation. And, Fair. uh, 
there's a lot of folks that have said, we're walking away. You know, if if the A's leave, we're walking away and I don't know what we'll do. Um, you know, it, it, and there's a lot of people in in this inner circle fan group that, you know, are big baseball fans. So it's going to be hard for them. And there's people that are, are A's fans. And I, 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 I think you'll see some, but I mean, football is, I don't have to tell you guys, but it's such an easy sport and Southwest flies out of Oakland 10 yeah. times a day round trip. So it's so easy to get to and from Vegas. And uh, you know, so football makes you it can easy. Do it in the same day. Yeah. Like you, oh yeah. You, you literally can oh, yeah. fly down in the morning, tailgate, you know, blow it out, go to the game, and you're home for dinner. Yeah, they did that at the Coliseum when the Raiders played the Coliseum. A lot of people, a lot of Raiders fans that um, were from L.A. back in when they were in there in the '80s, right? They kept, you know, they got season tickets when they came to Oakland. They fly up Sunday morning. You know, it's a, a it's a, a quick Bart um, Air Bart ride from the Coliseum to right. the airport, and they did that there too. So. Hmm. Yeah, I can see that. But baseball, just a different animal. I'm not sure that I'm not sure they can count on. uh, I'm not sure that they can count on getting a whole lot of people from here going there for games. And and I don't know, the numbers in that thing just don't quite pencil out for me, but (laughs) nor us. Thank you for the time, man. Appreciate you coming. We'll do it again soon, right? Dave, Matt, thanks so much. That's Ty joining us here on the Bostonian versus the book. Good to get him on the program. Hold on one second. We'll go ahead and get this up and rolling and good to go. Uh, That's got to be three perfect games. It's something else. That is an unbelievable amount. There can't be many more people walking the planet that have have seen three perfect games of the 24 because they're so spaced out and geographically. I mean, like, I didn't even think of the Matt Cain one. Right. I thought he saw them all in Oakland. I was like, I don't think he was alive when Cat San Fran. Yeah, San Fran. Hunter did his yeah. It's all, with, it's all with the Giants. It's interesting. He, he's a ticket holder for both teams, which is shows how much he loves baseball. He's got two. That's a rarity right there. Mets and Yankees. You don't see that very often. No. And, and Giants A's. I met him. He was driving down, reached out on Twitter, and, and social media is great. And again, right. at Boston versus the book is our show one. At Sports Talk Matt for you. At Sports BK can sing for me. You guys can reach out, DM, and even the proxy service, which is at Brigade Proxy. Reach out there. They'll get a hold of us. We'll figure that out. But he was driving down to go watch Arizona Fall League Baseball from Oakland. He goes and spends seven days watching young kids that are at least a year, two, or three away from the the majors because, one, he loves baseball. Two, he just, you know, hasn't had postseason baseball up there in a long time. And three – Wanted to kind of scout out some things. And hmm. we got to spend some time in Vegas, nice. an hour or so. And um, it was great. And I'm glad he got to join us for the show. It was fun. That was fun. So Steve Cohen yesterday gave that press conference that we were referencing before he had it yesterday. <laughs> he didn't say a whole lot, Dave, except that he basically said, either you guys shape up or I'm shipping you all out. Does that do anything in your mind for the Mets? If the if the owner is saber rattling, does that change the, the locker room or does that just become like a buzz off guy? You're a rich dude. We don't care what you say. I think it puts everybody on notice. Publicly. It does. It That's does. All. And it warns the fan base. It's coming. That's what I, I, I just think it was a way of downplaying. It's he can tell he can say, I told you I was going to do it when he does it. 
he lessens the shock value and the blow that it will be if he starts selling off parts for 10 cents on the dollar. Guy like that don't really care. He doesn't, but he is mad about it. You could tell just, I watched clips of it and see the whole thing, but you can tell he's very frustrated. He's very annoyed. He spent a lot of money on this team and he, he, he basically is, you know, publicly chastising everyone, everybody and saying, I will get rid of everyone. Like I will just go through this like Ari and entourage with the paintball gun and just start firing at people and you're fired and you're fired and you're fired. Like he will just completely clean house. Of this, of this entire of franchise. Order. You're out of order. You're yeah. out of order. Yes. Dude, it's dude, coming. Trump, you're fired. You're fired. Fired. You're fired. Yeah. Um, I didn't see it, but I talked to a couple Mets fans. If you're a Met fan today, your guy, David, that you flew back yep. with on the plane, what's he saying today? Giving the middle finger to Steve Cohen. <laughs> Straight up. Are you know, they, oh, yeah. They, they, they're just flipping him off. They're just, they, they, I, I just think Met fans are furious. I think Met fans have just, uh, this is the problem. Like the thing about George Steinbrenner, the thing that made him so eclectic and unique in New York is because he, he made the Yankees win and he, he just forced it until you win a press conference like that. Doesn't hold a lot of weight to people. Uh, like, yeah. You're just a rich guy with money, right? If you, if he was, if he was Robert Kraft doing that, okay. Different. Or if, if he was Jerry Jones in doing that, you'd have kind Jerry of Jerry Jones is not a good comparison. It is. He's won three championships. You got to have those rings a long time. You. It has, but you got to have those championships somewhere in your background where you can stand up there and everyone's like, Oh no, dad's really pissed off. <laughs> and, and, and people really start to get gotcha. different. Otherwise it's like, Dude, what do you what, 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 like? You think I'm trying to lose? You think I'm going out there every fifth day. I'm trying to throw a bad game. Like, get off it, dude. You can't do it. I like. I just don't think that there's that same clout and cachet that you need from the ownership perspective to stand and say you're going to hear it from me. And then you sit down and you're like, "Don't test me. I might trade everybody." Like, <laughs> okay, dude, but nobody cares. Like, great. There's not like I don't know. Like, I I did. I read the thing. I saw the clips. And I was like. How does that change anything in the Mets locker room? They're probably making fun of the guy today. Um, shout out to Butchie the Bookie. He's here watching from down south. Um, he calls them the mutts. I think right. we might have to adopt it. The mutts. I mean, it just keep they're just and they're favored every day. I mean, yep. they're just favored every day. They're still the Mets. And you know, there's people coming at Benson on the social media, and you know, oh, your price on the Mets is wrong. Is it? Come bet it, please. They're done. Now the owner's going publicly saying, I'm blowing this thing up if this crap continues. The yeah. team is caca. It is. All right, some breaking news here. Um, right. We'll just get to this because it, it's it's now official. There are four players who have been suspended by the NFL just now officially. Happened about five minutes ago. Okay. Uh, Isaiah Rogers and Rashad Berry of the Colts. There's a new name. Okay. We had not heard Rashad Berry. But now it's not one player for the Colts. It's two players for the Colts who have been suspended indefinitely. And it's at least a one-year suspension. Demetrius Taylor is the other. He's a free agent player. But those three were all caught betting on NFL games last year. Hmm. So they are out for a year. The starting right tackle for the Titans, Nicholas Petit-Ferry. I don't know how to say his name. I apologize okay. to Colt fans, but he's he's projected to be the starting right tackle for the Titans. He has been suspended for six games for suspend, for betting on games from the facility. He was at work when he was betting this. 
So that's why he has been suspended. He went ahead and publicly acknowledged it today. He had a long post on Twitter saying, I'm really sorry for doing this. But there are a lot of stories, and I read one this morning, that the NFL's messaging last year was murky at best when it came to where you could bet on NFL games. Of course it was. These guys are going to take the penalty just to make it go away. But a lot of people are saying that if they wanted to fight this, they actually might have some legs to stand on because the NFL just got their act together recently when it came to where you could place the bets. Not on the games. Betting on the NFL games was always illegal, but placing a bet from the training room while you're getting your leg worked on, that got you suspended now for six games, where before it was sort of a questionable thing as to whether or not that actually was illegal. If you didn't bet on it while you were getting your legs taped from the training room and you bet on it from your house, Mm -hmm. that's better? That's what they're saying. That's the NFL rule. Yes. The NFL rule is. So like none of that makes sense to anyone in the facility, outside (laughs) the facility, you, me, anything. Right. Right. Okay. Agreed. Agreed. I'm more interested in what did you bet? Who did you bet? Did you win the bet or lose the bet? And how much did you bet? Like those are the questions that need to be asked. Not where you were when you placed the bet. Yeah. Like, so, and it just, we I'm do know about, get we, it. We, we do know about Isaiah Rogers. Isaiah Rogers told ESPN that a friend of Rogers in Florida placed the bets. The majority were 25 to 50 bucks. It's not available in Florida until this past season. Uh, this past season, it was illegal. In this past season, it was illegal in Florida. So it was an offshore place. Largest wager on the account was a thousand dollar prop bet on the over under on rushing yards by a, cro- a Colt running back, which did win. So that happened. In a statement to ET ESPN, the Colts right tackle said betting the betting I engaged in was not NFL related and was legal under Tennessee law. It is only being sanctioned because it occurred at the Titans facility. So this goes along with, you know, the four players from the Lions, the commanders. So, I mean, we're starting to get a pretty long list of players here who will miss 2023 due to gambling. And this is not this is the tip of the iceberg. The NFL has to do this mm-hmm. to set the precedent both yep. publicly and within the shield in the players. Right. Yeah. I mean, the PA, the PA did allow players to bet on other things. That's the murky gray area. These guys can bet on anything but football and it's fine where they place the bet on an NBA game can get you suspended, which still makes no sense. Like it just, if you walked outside and unhook and unhitched the Wi-Fi to your phone and you were at the team facility, but they couldn't triangulate it perfectly to know where you were, you don't get suspended. But if you're at the team facility and you're using their Wi-Fi and you place an NBA bet, that gets you six games. It costs you a lot of money. It does. Titans are. You can lose a lot less betting. 100%. And the Titans are one of the worst offensive lines in football anyway. And now you're now the guy that was projected to be your starting right tackle. He's done. He's gone. So, I mean, that's this is the first time, other than Calvin Ridley, who was a name and a starter and a guy who could be productive, most of these guys are just scrubs. This is the first time we've seen a starter. We, we have yet to hear of a big name. I'm still waiting for that because I still don't think the NFL is going to do that. I don't think the NFL, if they found out evidence of a big star, a quarterback, a key component player, I don't think that player gets suspended for a year. You don't? Nope. 
think they will protect themselves, protect the integrity guys who had the football in their hands. We have yet to hear of a guy who consistently had the football in their hands, you know, 10 more than five times a game. Maybe they weren't betting <laughs> or maybe they were and the NFL is just not going to tell us. <laughs> right. You know? Well, I mean, either way, it's not that big of a deal. I mean, betting on the NFL games is a big deal to me. Can't bet. $25? Can't bet on the game. Doesn't matter. The amount doesn't matter to me. You can't bet on games you play. The games you play. You just can't do it. Because you have an edge? You have a lot of things. You you have the ability to be taken advantage of. You have the ability to get down to somebody and owe somebody a favor. You You get inside information. The the ability to do this has been going on for 100 years. Of course. But it's still been illegal for 100 years for that reason. So, I mean, it still happens. Things happen all the time that shouldn't happen. You don't think players been betting before this? No, of course they have. But I mean, it's, 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 it's like saying, you know, certain, you know, drugs are illegal and they're used every day in Vegas. Like it just, it happens. Like it's, it's going on. It's been going on. Right. So like, it's kind of fruitless. Yeah. It's to, 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 it's window dressing. It's window like, dressing. It's it's that's what I mean. That's why they're, they're the never policing gonna, of it is window dressing. Yeah, they're okay. never going to punish right. anybody of real of a of a real name. Okay. They're never going to actually hit hit anybody hard. They don't want the story out there. They just got to do it like you're talking about in case a major scandal ever broke. Okay, like th- this is why. And and I, I'm not speaking negatively about U.S. integrity. It's needed, but the reason why U.S. integrity is in place is because if something happens, a university can point to them and say, "Look, we hired them." We, we tried to do this. We were due diligent. We, we tried to cover this, check this box that we needed someone to monitor our teams for gambling. So we hired someone to do it and they missed them. So sorry. Like <laughs> it's, it's on, it's just a way of covering your butt. Yeah. Everybody's looking to pass the buck. Yeah. Just, you want to cover thing. your backside. Hey, we, just, we, Hey, we suspended eight players this year for gambling. So a major scandal broke that breaks up and can say, look, we tried and they didn't learn. They didn't listen. Nobody listens. So I've been talking about this for years. This is, I mean, the news, the, the, you know, and just for the record, they can find you if you use an app betting anywhere, whether you're on the team Wi-Fi or not. So if you're in the parking lot, you bet you're not supposed to. It's How? harder to find. How? You. Every time you make a bet on your app, P-Roll, they know where you're at. Who? The book. No. Yeah. No, not run through a VPN. They won't. No. Okay. There's ways of doing it. There's ways around it. And if it's on well, my I phone, know there's ways around it. There's around it. I mean, they, they, so the, they, they but, won't. I mean, if, if you, the NFL, if, if a player is betting on a tower, you need a legal document to get access to that information. Okay. Like you need, uh, you need to go to a judge and say, I want to pull the phone records of so-and-so. Okay. Now, you could find out maybe through like an unnamed source to go try to figure it out, but you couldn't suspend somebody without having catching them. You could be on their trail and watch them. And when they slip up, then you bust them. But the reason why the teams can go out and say, if you're at the team facility is because you're on the team Wi-Fi, you're on team premises, or they triangulate with it and they can see who's in there. And there may be something you sign in your contract that states when you enter the team facility, we get access to your data, access to where you are. I haven't read an NFL contract, so I don't know what all the language is about what privacy you give up when you walk through the facility doors, but there might be some privacy you give up. As phones have geolocators. Correct. Right. But to get access to the geolocator, 
I mean, that's Apple's big thing. Apple's whole thing is that we don't, we don't share your data with anybody. <laughs> they're sharing it with your employer. Oh boy. That's a whole different story. Just saying it can be done. It but... can be done, but not legally. Ah. You can't use it against the person. Again, you can use it to start an investigation and find out and wait for the person to slip up, but you can't come in and say this player was gambling on the team facility. And you would say, okay, show me how you know that. That's a big, and say, okay, Apple pulled your, we went to Apple, we pulled your data, we found out, we triangulated you and find out where you were physically when you made this wager. Um, you need to have some type of consent to be able to do that. FBI? Yeah. Does everybody, they have consent? By going to a judge, of course, yes. Okay. They can't just pull it when they want to pull it. They got to get a judge, they got to get a search warrant. I mean, this is, again, they can pull it to start the investigation, but they cannot use it to actually, you know, convict you, if you will. And otherwise you could sue the league. Come at the league and say, how did you get my, how did you know this? How did you pull that information? So, yeah, I mean, we talked about yesterday, your phone's a walking tracking device. Everyone knows this. If you don't know this, you should know this. Everything you do in your phone's tracked. Correct. So, but they're punishing them for betting at the team facility. The question would be, how did you know that? If you're using the team Wi-Fi, that's how they know that. That's easy. Right. That's an open and shut case. Uh, um, 10 minutes is uh, roll call Thursday. So okay. put in your area codes. We got some people going to Top Golf. Ooh. Play golf right now. That's Chris. Top Covey, not golf. Mr. C. Top Golf's um, not playing golf. Top Golf is drinking and hitting balls. It is. <laughs> CBW. Um he 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 was speaking for the East Coast, but he liked the early start time. But he's here. I thought he was West Coast. Put your area code in right now, fellas and girls. I don't know. I didn't see any girls' names. I was looking down while you were talking. I haven't seen any girls' names for a while. Okay. Um, but put it in there so we can we can get you on the list for um, roll call Thursday. Roll call Thursday. Um, what was I going to say? Uh, let's do baseball, and then we'll get to the roll. Gorov's here, by the way. Gorov, one o'clock uh, at the pass, or twelve thirty. We're going to finish the show. I'm going to be there around between twelve and twelve thirty. If that works for you, Gorov, I'll text you as soon as the show's done. We'll set up the exact time, but I'll meet you at the pass. We're going to go sign up another person. Oh, I need uh, pictures of the Henderson place. I need to go check. They need to show me what that's like. Let's go. Yeah, I'm excited to see that place. Same with me. But yeah, I'm going to go see One Star <laughs> nice. sign up the Brigade Proxy uh, Service with the BVB Brigade Team. I don't know uh, what we're going to call it. Let them we're pick it up. going to name it. Yeah, let them it'll pick be, it up. It's it'll fine. be good. All right, yeah. you're wearing the Royal stuff. This game starts here uh, very soon. Royals Guardians, first five over four and a half. This is a bet. It would be part of better to book it, but the game's going to start here. The game's like, going to start, yeah. And, uh, the game uh, starts in... Oh, let's see. How soon? Real soon. Yeah. Um, Royals. Oh, wow. Padres Pirates is delayed. Rain delay. That game starts at 11.10 Pacific time, so it starts at 2.10. So it starts in an hour. I hope they get it in. There's been a lot of issues with the smoke. You you still don't have no smoke in Boston, huh? Nothing. Nope. We're good. We're That's lucky. Good. Yeah, we're lucky on that. We've cleaned out of that. I'm going to Maine, so I wonder if Maine's going to have it. Ooh. Closer to Canada. Right. Maybe. So. I don't know. Um, this is fading on Granky, who has been actually horrific at home or his last couple of starts. I know. <laughs> and JC from KC um, and everyone that's a Royals fan. I hope you enjoy the baby blue. I picked Are you up. wearing it? Could you like the Royals or like the hat? 
Uh, well, no, this is a Kansas City Monarchs hat. This is the the Negro League collection. Oh, nice! Kansas City Monarchs. Look at this thing on the side; is unbelievable. Wow, an unbelievable job. Nineteen twenty-four so Kansas City Kansas Monarchs. Are hate that thing, huh? That logo is very biased. Either way, the hat's tremendous because there is a Kansas, there is a Kansas City Kansas and the Kansas City Missouri. Oh. So that's why there's a confusion. There's a lot of confusion because the this the, the city is actually split between two states. Oh boy. I don't <laughs> want to get involved with no border wars, please. That's what it's called. Um, that's what first it's called. five Kansas versus Missouri is called the border war. That's what the games are called. I don't want to get involved. <laughs> yeah. You like over four and a half. Yep. Have you seen what Bieber has done on the road his last two starts? Yeah, it's not good. Ugly, ugly. This could be five the, nothing. The first five, five. how the, the total the pirate game went under eight and a half yesterday, so that was good. First the, five, first I, five I, I hit my I'm four. I hit my last four baseball bets. I'm four and right. They both they both won yesterday, right? We mm-hmm. we bet them both. That was good. Yep. They both hit. Yep, that was good. All right, we'll ride. Okay. Jump in. We'll go over. I, I mean, we might need Cleveland to get them all. That's fine. Or we need. Or, I mean, I don't know if Bieber. I think Bieber gets up a couple. Yeah. Yankees back in action today. They're big favorites against the A's. Yeah. The A's misery continue, or do you like a team coming off of a perfect no. game? <laughs> Getting perfect no, games. I don't talk, don't even try to talk me into taking the A's today. <laughs> no. No, they got them once. Yep. Right? You, like I said it yesterday. I was on with the grid and I was like, no, I don't, I don't want the A's today. I don't want the A's today. Now you get them in a day game. Okay, but right. No, 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 I don't want you. the A's today. I'm good. I don't. I don't. It's hard to back them. It's ever, down. But wow. It's down. I just hit refresh. That was 194 last night. 196. It's a 194. 173 at circa 170. It's wow. out. A's are so, A's money came pouring. The offices grab them. I mean, that's what the book did. The book. Right. Listen, it makes sense. You got to go get the dog money, especially after a perfect. That's game. why. Yes, that's why. Go get the dog money. Trick the bots. There are some, but there get are the some trends. Guys in the world to take the yeah. dog, and then but there are some trends that say you you fade the team coming off of a no hitter and perfect game. Brian Talotti uh-huh. is in the chat. Okay. Thank you, Brian. I didn't see your area code, but he's in the seven zero two. Thank oh, you, sir. Vegas, what's up? A's are four and twenty in day games. Yes. You want to fade that one? No, I'm just saying that's why they're betting the A's. I'm not betting it. I didn't bet it. I'm just saying these are just games today. You we're can not, have the team never on this early in day games. In I know game. we're never on this early with games starting the next three hours. So it's like this is a rarity for us. Normally the games are oh, underway okay. when we're on the air. Well, we got Wednesdays and Thursdays sometimes when we got day games. Yeah, but we're on the air normally. Like we're, we're the games are underway. These games haven't started yet. These are day games that haven't started yet. So we can tell people what to bet before the game starts. Yeah, there's a rarity. Like Tampa Arizona today is a pick'em. Good game. Real good game. Maybe the game of the day. Latell and Pafat. Yeah, that's a problem. The pitchers are not good. I don't even know. I need a pronunciation guide for that. Pafat. Yeah, just bad. Just not. Uh, pick them game. Yeah. 10 is the total under. Latell's got a 6.57 ERA and Pafat's 8.37. They're both 0 and 1, 0 and 2. Bullpen game. Yep. Sounds like a bullpen game. Yep. Uh, under. No. You like over? Yep. No, nah, like 10. Under. Yeah, 10 is high. 
Yep. Um, sidewise, I don't know. Flip a coin. Tampa won last night, right? Arizona won the night before. Yep. I mean, again, give me the team best in baseball with a plus against a guy. Nice. I don't know who's pitching, but I don't know who's pitching for Tampa. But the guys that you don't know who's pitching for Tampa, somehow they know. <laughs> Right. Because they keep winning games. 21 and 18 on the road. The Rays 24 and 19 at home for the D-backs. D-backs are now a small favorite. It was yeah. minus 110. Now it's minus 120 at certain yeah. places. Yeah, I mean, folks good needing Tampa. And okay. them at Arizona. So I, then, I, I would be good needing Tampa. And then finally, Mets and Brewers today. Do the Mets respond to Steve Cohen's threats or do they no. laugh it off and lose again? <laughs> Are you nuts? You want to lay 190 with this thing? No. Seriously. There's no chance. I don't even – I mean, it's Scherzer too. Like yep. this is the day that you hand him the ball. And hope that he's, he's, he say, locks Max, it down. Go get a win. You ain't coming out. Go pitch eight and give up three hits because we may only win two nothing because we can't hit, can't do nothing. But – I don't want to bet that. It's just nothing about you. You saw the owner thing. It ain't enough to rally you. It ain't enough to rally the fans. It ain't enough to rally the team. The team is like, yeah, we're good. You know, forget it. But they're still favorites, which is just nuts. It just doesn't make any sense. So they keep on being favorites, but they keep on being favorites. All right. It's a Thursday. It feels like a Friday. Roll call Thursday. All right. Let's hit Let it. Let it roll. Let it run. Right. Let's see what we got. Well, first, we got Butchie the Bookie down there. He's trying to get on the show. I can't figure out even the beginning how can they get a connection. At some point, we might be able to do it. Um, but I wanted to shout him out at the top. Then we got D. Weezy in a 704 in the Charlotte. D. Weezy, we got a couple days off of doing the show, which is going to allow me to uh, maybe get a couple things done, including his custom hat. D. Weezy has a custom hat coming for the 704 Charlotte to represent. So, that's going to get done. Thank you, sir, for being here as always. Jay Dalbets representing the brand, representing himself, and Mrs. K. Jay Dalbets in the 410. Um, we got Jim Montgomery in the 215 Philly Burbs. It's Ryan Andrew Fletcher in the 703 Falls Church, Virginia, where Eron Sean also has to be in the 703. Virginia area. Joel Onler's in the 319. That's Iowa, right? I believe that's Iowa. I believe that sounds right. That's yeah, Iowa. I always ask yeah. that question. Yep. Connor Winsky, 260. That's Fort Wayne, Indiana. Nice. Underscore the Adam. New name in the chat. Welcome to the show, sir. He's in the 303 up in Denver, Colorado. I love it. Uh, Santana, always hanging around, always around on the Twitter. See him active. 92 degrees and sunny. Yuma, Arizona, 928 area code. Mikey Awesome always representing the ODU 757. Brandon S. is here in the 702. Good to see you, Brandon. CBW 315 in sunny and smoky central New York. JPC the 4th in 313. Rainmaker 512. We're doing the Twitter spaces tomorrow. I'm going to call you on the way to see Gorov. So stay tuned right afterward. Um, He's in the 412 representing PB941. He said to say hi and, you know, uh, have a good time up in Boston because he's Appreciate down in Florida. Um, Sam Lakata, 314 St. Louis. He said go under 17 and a half outs recorded for Wainwright today around minus 130. I love that. If you got to play, 
and you want to come in, especially on roll call day, you can put the play in there too. We'll read it. Um, Roger Long, again, senior, one of the senior members of the brigade. He's in Indiana. He didn't put his area code, but I know he's there. He's listening. John Serrett or Serrett in the 304, West Virginia, another new state. Um, Andy O, 864 in Woodruff, South Carolina. You ever been to South Carolina, P-Roll? Oh, multiple times. Oh, yeah. Charleston's unbelievable. It is. Oh, yeah. Can we go do a show there? I would love to. Hell, yeah. There's a painting okay. from the row houses in Charleston in my in my kitchen. I'll show you. Oh. It's a, the, the color. I forget what they call them. The color houses in Charleston. There's yeah. row houses that have like seven different colors. It's like a rainbow. It's unbelievable. I love Charleston. Oh, that's great. great. All right. Well, we oh. got Mr. C down in South Carolina. He's coming out. He sees bringing his clubs. He wants to play golf with us. Phenomenal. Great place to play golf. Well, no, he wants to play golf with us here. He's coming oh. here to sign up for the contest. Oh. He wants to play golf depending on the time of day and the day. Sure. Hey, we make we'll it happen. Golf. We'll go hang out. That'll be great. He's a big dude, though. He probably hits a ball 350 yards, but that's just a altitude. Let's go. All guys hit hit it far. I don't know how 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 well he can putt. Tall guys, <laughs> they're a little bit far away. I love from, from the ball. Yeah. <laughs> Andy O. Uh oh, I already said that it was who 864. Uh Roger Long's in the 765. Thank you, sir. Pierre Chevalier, 613. That's in Illinois, I believe. Mm-hmm. Mikey Stacks, 413 Western. Mass July 4th. I'll be out by him. 413. Yep. Going to the 413. All right. East Hampton, Mass. SoCal DJ. He's always representing in uh, the seven. Uh, what's his? No, 949. I think SoCal's in the 949. He didn't put it. Yes, he yes, did. 949. Riverside, Riverside mother. Yep. You know what? Um, Ventura 226 is in the 661 in Bakersfield. And. Um, that's about it right now. Brian Bartone is 724. That's in Pittsburgh. He said that's in Smokeville. Man, oh, man, that's bad. 660 Tipton, Missouri. Wow, now they're coming in. <laughs> 780 to Smoke Generator. Dave's Daily Picks. Dave was texting me last night. Dave stayed up late last night in Indiana watching the baseball game in nice. a 317. Christy, 702. Back to you, sir. That's roll call Thursday. Sorry. I hit the wrong one. Sorry. Atani watch time. Shit out of me. Sorry. Wrong one. Hit the wrong button. So I got the right one. Got the right one. Secondly, Otani time for us here. More history for Otani. Per ESPN stats and information, Shohei Otani has played 80 games so far in 2023. After last night, he leads Major League Baseball. With 28 home runs, and he shares the lead for triples with five. This is the latest into a season that a player has led both categories since 1978 when Jim Rice of the Boston Red Sox did it, where he played 163 games, and he ended the year leading the league in home runs with 46 and triples being 15. Do you believe that Shohei could do that? Could he lead the league in both categories? Absolutely, he can (laughs) Absolutely. There's nothing he can't do. The guy can walk on water. He can strike you out. (laughs) He can tell you about it in Japanese on the way out the door. Right. And run around the bases. Not as fast as Ellie De La Cruz, but man, that guy, I mean, he could run. For a big dude, Shohei gets it moving. He does. And he hits that ball like sometimes he pulls it in a corner. Right. 
get it in that right field corner, which means he's going for three. Yep. And there's other times where they shift over like he's going to pull, and he just goes to the other way and puts it in the left field corner and sometimes can run around and get three. I think he could do it. I'm just thinking about this. You said Jim Rice? Yes. Jim Rice was a big dude. That dude could run. Oh, yeah. He wasn't that big. He he could run. Man, he could fly. That's good. He had, he had the Barry Bonds build in yes. the 70s. He was he was tremendous. I yeah. love Jim Rice. I, he had he had that whip swing player. where he yeah. he pulled. He's a oh. massive pull hitter. He was Man. great for Fenway Park. He peppered the wall, but he also hit the ball over the wall a lot. And then he had the speed to go ahead and run around the bases. Being an outfielder, he really I mean playing left field. He was really underutilized for the Red Sox just because on the at home he didn't need his speed. On the road he was great, but at home he didn't need it. Right. So, I mean that was. I saw him at the end, basically, you know, obviously in the eighties when things were kind of winding down, I didn't see him in his prime. I was one in 1978. So I didn't see the real prime Jim Rice, but I mean, you know, Rice in the mid eighties was still Jim Rice. He just got bigger as he got older. He became more and more of a power hitter. He was less of a speed guy. Right. As, as he, as he went. So uh, our friends, Jim too, used to wear that hat, like a balancing act on top of his head. Sometimes he had the big throw <laughs> and used to, sometimes you'd see him in pictures on a baseball car with a oh, yeah. that mustache. It's style. Yeah. He always did. He, he had swag. Yeah. Uh, there are new rules for college athletes who bet the NCAA oh, has, boy. has made some changes to this and they've made some, uh, some new rules. Okay. Student athletes who have, now been found to have engaged in activities to influence the outcome of games they're involved with or provide information to individuals involved in betting will now face a potential permanent ban from NCAA and loss of scholarship. The, ga- the guidelines applies to student athletes who bet on their own games or other sports at their own school. These are the changes. Also, student athletes who bet on their own sport but not involved, not involving their, their school are subject to a 50% loss of one season, i.e. suspended for half of one year for this. This is pretty significant here. If you give information to anybody, you could be out. You tip off somebody, hey, starting quarterback's got a bum knee, he's not going to play, and they find out you did it, you're out. It's getting to the point where, you know, we've talked to people about doing the show for people on different networks and this and that. And there's always this language where, you know, you got to be careful what you say, how you say it, to whom you say it. I've done, you know, had conversations with people about going on their networks and they're like, you can only say this to them. You can only say this to them. It's all very confusing. Yep. And it makes for very shitty content sometimes when you got to be so careful about what you say, how you say it, what you're wearing, all this stuff, you know, in this situation, I'm almost afraid to talk to my daughters while they're in college, because if they're, we're just the, what constitutes relevant information? Do they play the game? They have to use it to bet. Yes. Okay. So, So I can still talk to my daughters if they're playing a sport and we're talking and I'm not betting, we're allowed to talk. Yes. But if they were playing a a sport that I could bet on and they told me something just about their friends and I took it and won bets, somebody could track my bets and say, you told them now I'm going to penalize the kid. Right. 
I mean, it, it gets the part that wasn't on the screen that I'll read. That's also part of this. It's a little bit weird for all other wagering related violations. The cumulative dollar value of the wagers will be taken into consideration when determining the punishment. Oh, so Bet, they are going to look at how much it, it caught or how much they wager. Yeah. Bets totaling 201 to $500, for example, could result in a loss of 10% of that season's eligibility, plus rules and prevention education. Bets totally more than $800 could result in a 30% loss of eligibility, plus rules and prevention education. So now it's not only what you bet or where you bet, it's how much you bet. That is the dumbest part of all of it, just FYI. <laughs> just FYI. And if you this, bet more, we're going to suspend you more. The threshold is, this is stupid, okay? To say that how much money you bet, as we often say, this is like unit shaming all of a sudden. It's like not NCAAs passing an opinion on your unit size, whether or not you actually are considered a gambler or not, based upon how much money you actually wagered. The whole thing is ridiculous. Either you did it or you didn't do it. You can't be a little bit pregnant. You either are or you aren't. You either bet on the sport or you didn't. I don't care about how much money it was. Well, no, because if you bet more, I mean, if the guy that talked to the Alabama coach bet less, maybe the guy wouldn't have gotten fired. That's stupid. Exactly. <laughs> That's stupid. It doesn't matter how much you bet. It doesn't matter what the the money, the fact that we're even entering into the conversation about the monetary amount is we're going down the wrong path. You're already doing it wrong. I'll tell you this. Athletes and coaches, especially in college, have a hard enough time just doing what they're doing. They don't trust the media. Right. Because they're not, I mean, a lot of them are getting paid. I mean, you know, the college coaches are making zillions of dollars in yeah. big sports and the kids are getting some NIL, but this NIL bullshit is not nearly what it is advertised to be. Not a right. lot of kids are getting it. The top kids are getting a lot. The rest are right. whatever. Yeah. They ain't going to talk to nobody. They shouldn't. That's fine. I don't mind that. Oh, you can't even talk to your friends because your friends are betting. How well, that's do I different. know who's betting? Correct. You don't. That's fair. But it's more. And I can't about, talk to nobody. You can. It's just a matter of whether or not you know they're going to use it to bet. I don't know what they're doing. Then I then don't even know what my own kids are doing sometimes. Then you're, then you're ignorant to it. It's fine. You you have no involvement. There's not a conspiracy. They suspend the kid, though. Nah. It's m way more difficult than if you have what they're putting, they're putting it into place to stop the rings. So if you have a kid who's constantly feeding information every week to one gambling syndicate, they're trying to stop that. Not a one-time conversation with one person who goes and takes it's impossible to track that. You can't track this. They're talking about coordinated groups that are doing this to gamble every week. So, That's what they're trying to stop. So Jimmy plays for the team. Jimmy yep. has a friend. Yep. You know, like you like to say, Sully. Okay. Jimmy tells Sully some stuff. Sully's dad's a bookie. Yep. He's betting and laying off and doing all this other stuff with the legal sports book. That's been going on. You know, that's forever. Yes. Do they go suspend Jimmy for telling Sully for telling his dad who's laying what? off and doing the betting? How many times did he do it? He's he's laying off he, every week. Yeah, every week. Guy, he's playing yes, for a division. Yes. He, school. Player so gets suspended. It happens every week. Yes. The player how are they going to find out that Sully's dad is doing this? They'll find out because they know the player is constantly sharing information with somebody who then is sharing it with somebody else. No shit. Nobody does. Well, then they can't cut. They can't catch them then. 
If they don't know but anything, they can't they catch him. Do, if they, they do, then they guess that line. Correct. He'll get in trouble. Yes. Sully, you've been betting. And you've been you've been on the side of this game and that game and this game. They're going to yeah. look at the bet history and be able to figure it all out, right? Of course they are. Well, so then he trace it back to Jimmy. Jimmy's friends with, or they trace it back to Sully. Sully's friends with Jimmy, right? And they're going to suspend Jimmy, the kid who's just talking to his friend. He's feeding the friend information. Yes. Oh, that's bullshit. <laughs> that's what it is. Now that's I can't what- talk to nobody. Correct. But you can talk. You just can't talk to anybody who you know is going to take that information and I go use it for gambling. I know that Jimmy's dad or Sully's dad is using that information. Well, then he wouldn't bet. get suspended. Then he would not get suspended. He'd have to be knowingly involved in this. This is for a, no, a, a, a knowing participant in this type of ring. If you're just talking and you tell people stuff and it just happens to get into a gambler's hands, you're not going to get suspended for that. You have to be in on it. If you're in on the ring, then you get you lose your eligibility. That's what they're after. Sounds complete nonsense. <laughs> it's it's going to be complete nonsense for a while. That we 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 do know that it's going to be a bit until they can figure this whole thing out. But window dressing, like you like, fair. I would agree with that. Dressing. It is window dressing. Time now for the Brigade Proxy Service NFL story of the day. Proxy Service is starting to get a little bit humming here. We got some juice in the gas tank. You guys are signing up. One yesterday, one today. We got a bunch of folks coming to town in July. Brigade Proxy at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. Address to go ahead and let us know you are coming to town to book your appointment. One fee, one deadline is what you're going to hear from us a lot. That's what we are pushing. We're going to do service to be easier not as complicated no haggling left in what time of this and time of that one fee one deadline for the circa million circa survivor and soon this weekend the westgate super contest which will open up at some point we're going to talk to jay cornegay from the westgate next week here in the next couple of days it'll be good to get him on to have a conversation about what's going on for their entries and how they're doing their contest and the way their contest will pay things out but if you're signing up for the westgate we will be there as well to help you this season with the brigade proxy service brigadeproxy at gmail.com is the email address to book us. Travis Kelsey was, again, here's your conversation about podcast stories. He was on a podcast being asked about being under, I guess, sorry, he was on, it was, it was a Vanity Fair interview. Excuse me, it wasn't a podcast. It was a Vanity Fair interview that he gave. You did and see he did a podcast and he said podcasting's the hardest job in the world. With he with his brother, he does the podcast. Yeah, he said he can't believe how hard it is to come up with stuff to talk about every day. <laughs> well, he said it's really hard, and people were like, "Dude, go dig a ditch, go <laughs> right, go, yeah. go go do something." Any podcasting is not one of the one millionth hardest jobs in the world. And I'm close. Yeah. My managers and my agents love to tell me how underpaid I am. He said to yep. Vanity Fair. Yep. He said when I saw Tariq Hill go and get. 30 million a year in my back of my head. I was like, man, that's two or three times what I'm making right now. I'm like the free market looks fun until you go somewhere and you don't win. I love winning. I love the situation that I am in. The chiefs are, are, are the defending champions in case you've forgotten. Kelsey's 33. He's going to make 11.25 million this year. He's 52nd amongst NFL players right now, according to roster management systems under contract till 2025 with an average salary of a little over $14 million. That's third highest in the NFL behind George Kittle's 15 and Darren Waller's $17 million. I still can't believe Waller's the highest paid tight end in football. 
Yep. Do you like that Kelsey's talking money? Does it? Do you, do you believe him? He says he's okay with being underpaid. I believe him because I feel like he has zero filter from his head to his <laughs> mouth to out, which you can appreciate. Okay, as a Kelsey brother, yes, you can appreciate that. Right. Um, I love winning. I don't like winning. I love winning. When I played sports. Mm. I didn't care about my stats ever. I wanted to win. I wanted to win the last game of that season right. every single time I played a sport. And for a long time, like I was very successful on teams. We're like in baseball, in minor league, little league. We won every year. My team won every year. And I didn't care how we got there. I just wanted to win. So I get what he's saying. And we've been, we've both been in these situations where we've worked at places where someone may be getting more and you kind of go, is this right? Like, is this, is this, this, this don't seem right. And I heard it once in a book, one of the guys I worked with, he said it. So I don't need to make more than everybody else, but I got to make the same. That's fair. That's a fair, that's a fair way to go at it. Like, I know I'm better, but that's okay. Right. You just I can't make more than me. That far down. <laughs> right. If he's okay with being that far down. I give him credit for that because yes. being happy with what you have, is that not like one of the things in life that we talk about on it is, but, and all that stuff? But this is sort of like um once you start talking about this, yep. Like if it really didn't matter to you, you wouldn't talk about it. We got to ask the question. Sometimes people, I think about that. That again, look at your look at your <laughs> no. thing. Right. Somebody asks you a question. Look down and go. Should I say this? <laughs> Hold on. He answered a question that was asked. on my mood a lot of times. <laughs> what, 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 what answer you're getting out of me? Sometimes you'll get the truth. Sometimes you'll, you'll get me. To, I'll I'll couch my answer, but sometimes you get the unfiltered. Right. But yeah, I mean, I, I get the point. I just I wonder. This is kind of like Beetlejuice. Like once you start saying this out loud, I wonder, are you greasing the skids for a conversation? Because you want people to know, like, do you want the attaboy from the chief fans that you're not the highest paid tight end in the game, even though arguably you are the best tight end in the game? No, you know what I, this might be, this might be a message to his handlers. That's what I mean. I agree. Everybody could be, this is, you're saying this out loud for, I I think there's a purpose for him talking about this. What's the purpose? Only he knows, but I do think him saying it out loud to Vanity Fair, this is, uh, this feels Machiavellian to me. This feels coordinated. Right. He wants this out there. He wants this narrative. As they go towards camp, he wants folks to know, hey man, I got two now. I got two rings and I'm making less money than Darren Waller. Okay, guy who can't stay healthy is going to go so, to the Giants. The, the Raiders didn't even want him. They traded him. As we know, everyone has a value. Uh-huh. Sometimes people say you have no value. <laughs> Sometimes people will say your value is a lot less than you think it is. Well, you always value yourself the highest. You have to. You 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 need to. Yeah, you have to. Um, I don't know. I saw it. And I read it, and I went after you sent it, and I was like, "I'm okay with this." But I think this was, I, for me, this is a message to everyone around him. 
stop asking me to take that contract to go play in Tampa to be the highest paid tight end. Cause I'm going to go to Tampa. I'm going to be out of the league in a year or two. Cause I'm going to get killed. We're going to go <laughs> six and 11. Right. And I'm going to be miserable, even though I'm living by the beach and all this other stuff. Yeah. I don't want to go. I'm good where I'm at. Sometimes staying where you're at and being where your feet are. Yeah. It's good. And making 14 million is not exactly making. Right. <laughs> you're thinking you're making nothing. Yeah. But I also think you're right. There is a, a meathead factor with the Kelsey brothers. They just unfiltered talk. They just talk like they don't think they just talk. I mean, both his of brother them. can sing. His brother yeah. can host the show. Travis is, uh, uh, you know, he's, he just likes to talk. They all like to talk. I mean, they're all personality. The the whole family, the mom, everybody. As we get to know the Super Bowl, they're all they're all just straight personality. It's it's a fun family. It's why the podcast does well for them because they they just yuck it up going back and forth with each other. But no, it is not hard to do what what's being done. Uh, Pierre this, just said in the chat, "Can you repeat all that, please?" My neighbors are landscapers cutting the grass right now. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Sorry, you know you feel my pain. This story only made the rundown because I'm going to New Hampshire and I had a, I had somebody reach out to me and say that they are a car dealer at a casino about 15 minutes away from where I'm staying in Maine. And they said, hey, you got to go say hello. Well, he said, say, said, why don't you guys come to the casino one night? And I was like, that's kind of funny because oftentimes, you know how like family trips go, like the kids, my brothers and sisters will be up. But, you know, mom, mom my stepdad will go to bed. It's like, what do we do at night? Maybe a car ride, late night car ride, heading over to to the casino in Maine. Okay, I don't know if Maine has the same law that New Hampshire has. Did you know the most you could bet on a on a table game in New Hampshire is ten dollars in a real casino? Yes. Or is these the underground games and the church games? And stuff? No, gamblers at sh- New Hampshire casinos cannot bet on blackjack and roulette more than ten dollars. There's a law that's going to raise it to fifty dollars that the governor is going to sign this week. Starting July 1st, the current cap of a $10 wager will be lifted on games of chance at local charitable functions, I guess. Yeah, I guess you're right. Poker tournaments, entry fees will be from fifth, from 150 to 2500 They have to give 35%. All New Hampshire casinos must give 35% of the proceeds to a rotating list of nonprofits. Last year, they donated $15 million to nonprofits. It's a lot of $10 bets. That's, listen, people love to play. People love to gamble. My introduction to it with the sports was the tip sheets, the little parlay sheets that we right. used to, you know, hand out. And I mean, I was doing it in fifth grade. I, I remember specifically <laughs> in fifth grade being one of the right. kids that was had them and picking games and all that stuff. But the church festivals and the money wheel, and then <laughs> trying to peek up and see what the hell was going on with the roulette wheel. And, and, and that, I mean, they had games. They had casinos in the parking lot of these places. And I was like, this is so cool. Now you're telling me it's $10 max bets. <laughs> it's really I- funny because earlier in the session, lawmakers voted down a measure that would legalize online casino games with the proceeds going to community colleges in a scholarship fund for community colleges. At the time, many who argued against it cited concerns that it would cut into the proceeds of the physical casinos and their nonprofit partners, which is easily one of the funniest, most ridiculous, biggest lies you could ever tell. (laughs) Well, I mean, you don't think it would cut into the profits? No. 
people are still going to go to their games, still going to go to their functions, still go to the oh, casinos, they are. and they're going to bet even more when they're they, on their on their phones. Well, but that's you're going to well, you're going to take away something from the from the casinos. I have it online. Why do you think they don't want to do it here? Why? Online casinos. In Nevada? Yeah. Because they make money on other things than gambling. They want you they want you in the casino for your They make money on the gambling too. Yeah, they make money on parking. They make money on your of course, but they don't that's why they never want it on the phone here. But they don't because they're going to lose people's physical appearance in the book or in 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 the property state of New Hampshire. No, not many, not many, but they're all on more people. They're all remember Massachusetts, Maine, New Hampshire. They're all surrounded by different states. People come on over to New Hampshire for different reasons. Correct. Fireworks, liquor, tobacco. There's no tax on liquor in New Hampshire. New Hampshire sounds like a hell of a place. Live free or die, baby. (laughs) That's their mantra. <laughs> I told serious. you I did Laconia. bike week in Laconia. You did bike week in Laconia? Did you wear ashless chaps like Emerson? No, I did not. <laughs> I was overwhelmed. I had no idea what I was getting into. I was, oh, yeah. I was in love with, with a girl named Melanie who we okay. known as we knew as Mame. Okay. And she said, My brother lives in Laconia, New Hampshire. We're going up for bike week. And I was like, okay. Was she a biker? No. Was he, was he a biker? He was he was everything. Okay. He was doing everything. He had a house on the lake and Ooh. a boat and a nice and all like it was incredible. I had Pasaki. no idea what I was getting into. But it ended in our relationship ending <laughs> because she, we drove up from Pittsburgh. That was a long drive. Yo, if you I had well, no how idea. How early was it in the relationship? What's that? How early was it in the relationship? We knew each other from high school. Okay. I went to Curacao. I came back. We reunited. And how long were you dating before you did the drive? Nine months. She, oh, okay. We, we went on a trip to the Bahamas. I took her on a four day cruise to oh, the Bahamas. We that was fine. Oh yeah, that was oh, okay. Great. That's a it's a really uh, for me. It's always a very big test when I start dating somebody. Is it how long can I stand to be in a box with you, driving? Well, like I did, <laughs> driving is different than being in. I mean, like. You're stuck you with them. Get up and leave a restaurant. Right. You can, I mean, we're on a cruise. Yep. You're stuck. And with I them. was like, listen, I'm going to go play craps. You stay at the ship. Right. You go yep. do whatever. Like you could separate in the car from Pittsburgh to Laconia. There wasn't no getting out of the car. Eight hours? No, I think it was 12. Damn. It was a long time. 12 hour drive. Because every time I started to even think about nodding off, she's like, are you up? I'm like, yep. Yep, yep, yep. So, um, yeah, but it ended the whole relationship because she said, I, I'm going to move here. <gasps> oh, yeah. Bye. See ya. And I was like, wait, we're moving is. to Arizona. I, 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 I told you we're going to Arizona. I thought you were coming to Arizona with me. She's like, no, I want to move here. I brought you here so you could see it. This is where we're going to move. And I went back. To, I went back to Pittsburgh and I said, um, I'll call you. <laughs> And uh, enjoy New Hampshire. So that's when I got yeah. I, I, that was in August, and I left for for Phoenix in October. My favorite dating story is when I was living with a girl, and she got a job in North Carolina, and she sat me down and said, "So I have a job in North Carolina." I said, "Okay." She said, "I'd like to move to North Carolina." <laughs> I said, "Oh, something in Alabama." I said, "Okay." She's like, "So I said you should go to North Carolina." <laughs> 
And she was like, what? And I was like, yeah, you should go to North Carolina. I'm not going to show you. I know. What's up? 10 minutes. 10 minutes for done. Yeah, 10 yeah. minutes. 10 minutes for done. Careful, don't slam that door. <laughs> Internet needs to keep working. Don't do that. Yeah, <laughs> that was my favorite uh, my, my, my favorite story. Uh, and then finally, before we get to better to book it, New Jersey is seriously starting to look at gambling ads. They're the first state to really take a hard line look at this, that they are concerned about what's going on. One of the senators is hoping to put an end to what he calls fraudulent advertisements and ads directed at minors. <laughs> if they do this, the, the exact language of the bill, as SportsHandle.com wrote yesterday, this bill narrowly targets gambling advertisements that are fraudulent or designed to entice individuals on the self-exclusion list or those who are under the legal age to gamble while leaving available all their means and methods of advertising. How do you do that? <laughs> How do you narrowly target advertising and say, we're only going after this segment of the population and this stuff's illegal, but everything else is totally fine. You can't. Right. So, I mean, it's, but once they start this conversation, I bring this up because I think once you start to say this type of advertising is bad, it just, it goes how cigarettes went, right? That at least opens ding, the ding, curtain, ding, ding, right? ding. Yeah, it just starts to go. I mean, it the- becomes a domino effect where if you do pass it first, then they'll start to roll it back as once you have one law, you'll have a second law and a third law. And right. it'll just all go. And eventually it'll be like liquor and alcohol where you say there's certain places you can't gamble. You, you can't advertise this gambling anywhere. Right. Yeah. So this is, we've seen this before. You and I have talked about this both on the air, but off the air as well. This is coming. They're going to come after the advertising. They're yeah. going to make them stop taking the money. The books have thrown out the money. The I think stations, they're going to stop the games. I think advertising inside of games, I think that's, that's where it will start. It's gonna, that's, yeah, that's I, I think they'll start. allow it because yeah. on the on the internet, like for our show like ours, for instance, right? Let's just talk about our show. be really difficult to, to pass a law that states you cannot advertise on an internet show sports betting. Or on SportsGrid, which is a streaming service. You, you'd have you know a very the rules for the alcohol. You know the rules for the cigars. There, there are no rules. rules. There are no rules for us. There are no rules for us. We don't have rules. Well, that's one of the benefits of the show at yeah. Boston versus the book. But there's no rules for us on here. But on so, regular broadcast, correct regular- during the games. Yes, I think. Oh, I think broadcasted baseball games. You can go to the leagues. You can tell the leagues. We want you to stop taking advertising on your games. They're going to go to the stations and the stuff and say you can't take the gambling money. Not going to fly. Or well, you that can do work. it. You can do it once a day. Fair. You can do it Maybe in the hours between two a.m. and six a.m. Eastern. Nah, that one. Yeah, I see your point, but that won't work either. Those are the black. It has to be ten p.m. Actually, because if you're talking about the laws, the safe harbor laws start at ten p.m. Okay, but it's ten to six a.m. You could do that because that's that's where you can put the you know the the pornography type advertisements. You can put that in ten to ten to six. You can swear ten to six and do other things on FCC controlled airwaves. But cable channels and most broadcasts. I mean, this is the one thing about these teams going back to rabbit ears. They're going back under FCC law and FCC control. So you could do that. You could say that no FCC controlled station is allowed to take sports betting ads. You you could do that. Wow, that'll keep the broadcast clean. Some of them, yes. 
No, okay, if, you're, people, if you're on cable only, be happy with that. If you're just on MLB.tv, you could take. I mean, it's going to get. If, if we start having these conversations again about where you can and can't take a sports betting ad, it's going to get very interesting to see how it's written and who gets to, to do what. I sent you that one thing in a text, and we could talk about it next week after you get back or whatever. But there was that um, at loan posted something about the Australia rules, right? That they're trying to push forward, it's really going to limit a lot of the advertising, what the books can and cannot say, who can show the ads, where and when they can show the ads. There's a lot of things going on. And then they're talking about even uh, in places capping the amount of money that you can gamble in a day, starting with sports and horses. Because you can't stop them unless they put themselves on the self-inclusion exclusion mm. list in a casino. Right. But um you can apparently in sports. So it's 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 gonna change. A lot of stuff a lot of stuff's gonna change. Yeah, in in, in the very near future it's gonna change. All right, this is gonna be a quick one for better to book it, because yep. the other game is almost gonna start. You Bet you liked my first five over though, right? Royals first five over. Yeah, we'll game go start to yeah. game start to fifteen minutes. It's three nothing Padres, by the way, in the second inning. Oh wow, okay, that's good. Uh, Red Sox money line. It's already it's down. I laid one twenty last night. It's down to one hundred eight, one 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 ten in most places here. Red Sox lost four games in a row. Bello, Bello's the, the stopper here. Bello's won three starts in a row for the Red Sox. He's taken the mantle of the ace of this staff. I like him. Lazardo's not been good for the Marlins. Damn. There was not a first five bet anywhere on the planet I could make yesterday. Right. <laughs> when I was making bets overnight. When you do that, when you start rolling like that with the first fives, you like to keep doing it, right? I just like I just like betting. I mean, at first fives, I generally like it anyway, but right. the Red Sox game was in a rain delay. I made the bet on tonight's game before last night's game ended six to two. It was one one in the sixth, and it was a rain delay. Did you stay up? No, not even close. No, <laughs> not, even, not, even, not even, no, not even close. So like, this is the problem with being on the East coast. It's like doing the juice. I've said it on the podcast the last two nights. Like I, if I lived here, I would not be the host of the daily juice because I could not do it. No. If you must be on the West coast to do the podcast. I do every night. You no. must be on the West coast because there's no way I'm taping at 10 PM Pacific time. I would never tape at 1 AM every single night. Eastern time. No way. Yeah, that would mess your whole schedule up. You'd just be miserable. You'd just be a miserable person on yeah, every level. No good. Could never handle it. Man, oh, man. Better, um, better book it. Bellow versus the I think the books are going to need Boston. They are. Four straight losses for Boston. Miami's played well. Normally, yeah. Normally the streak, you say, right? Streak, yeah. I'm fading that. You are. I know. Last show before for, before the 4th of July, taking my team. I'm in Boston. That's fine. Betting on my team. Let's get a That's W fine. here for the for, right. for the Red Sox. For Favorite thing about today is what? We did it again. Pulled off the show. You in Boston. Crazy times. This is, we, I mean, this now, we, we could do this now. Like, we can really do this now. Like, we, this is the third time we've done a show with one of us not being, the fourth time with one of us not being. Yeah, we did three in shows Vegas. while I was in Phoenix. and then- Two in Arizona, two in Boston. Three so. in Phoenix. Well, three Monday, in Phoenix. Tuesday, Wednesday. 
Oh, so five now. So we're Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. And now yeah, we, have a, we had a guest. Yeah. We had a guest too with we me. Had a guest me. today. We had a yeah. guest. This is this is, this is very clicking. Good. Yeah. So, um, yeah. My favorite thing about today is that we got it done again. We're we're booking guests. We're bringing them in. We're doing graphics. Um, and then I'm going to meet Goroff, one star. Uh, we're bringing this whole thing together. Awesome. With a lot of the people that were at the live shows uh, yeah. back at Circa. Right. A few weeks ago, they got together and came up with this idea to do a, an entry in the circuit contest. I really hope they win the whole fucking thing. <laughs> that would be awesome. It'd be great. So, um, yep, yeah, lunchtime with one star. Sign up the show. It's not even 11 o'clock out west, and my day is pretty much done. This is phenomenal. It's a good day. Uh, for me, two things. The first, yes, you going and signing up Gorov is awesome. I'm looking forward to what those guys are doing because it was fun to watch them kind of put it together in the cabana as to who is going to do what and how they're going to do it. They've already asked me a couple of things about like how they should do the picks. And I'm like, you guys can worry about that later. Like just get signed up and then you'll figure it out. Like just enter the thing and then you work out who gets to make what pick when and how do you do it. And you got plenty of time. First game is September the 9th or September 7th. You got plenty of time to figure out the way you're going to do the do thing. Just get yeah. signed up and then, you, and then you're good to go. So right. don't, don't worry about that. So that's I'm looking forward to seeing you guys sign up and get the picture taken today, which would be a lot of fun. Again, brigadeproxy at gmail.com if you'd like to hire us to be your proxies this year for either the Circa or the Westgates contest. And then lastly, my daughter is old enough now to... I'm in my hometown, so I can drive around my hometown and I've got stories in every street corner, basically, and things that happened and places I've lived or friends of mine and whatnot. And she's old enough to actually understand like... That's my high school. That's my middle school. That's where I lived for this long. That's where my friend lived. So we drove around yesterday and I was getting to point out a bunch of different places. And she was like, this is pretty cool. She's like, I'm learning all the things about my dad. So that was pretty fun for me yesterday. We're going to do that again here once the show's wrapped and we're going to go on a drive around town and then we're going to head up to the mall. She wants to go kick around there. Uh, and then I got to go finish my second to last day of the hard 75. Yeah. Tomorrow's my last day. Yeah. Thank goodness. I realized it's kind of strange, but like when you travel and you're eating this way, like you don't even eat at all. Right. I haven't, easier. I haven't eaten very much. It's couple. easier to not eat. It is. My weight is way down. Yeah. <laughs> I got on the scale this morning. I said to my mother, I was like, is that thing right? She was like, yeah, why? And I was like, I haven't weighed this what? much in I only weighed 200 pounds today. Like right. that's a, I'm almost, Years. if I'm getting under one or under 200, it's been since the last time I weighed this much is when it was about the two weeks before my boxing fight was supposed to happen. Cause I had to weigh 201 to fight. Oh, <laughs> so it's okay. Been about four years since I came anywhere near this number. So, uh, looking forward to being done. Did you see my tweet about the wheel fortune machine hitting at the airport? By the I way? did hundred percent. $1.3 million. That's how you leave Vegas, right? I mean, you ever played those you, things? Those machines suck. They They're suck. so bad. They suck. I it's didn't play those. Somebody told me they're the worst. I was odds coming here before I moved here to not worst play. Odds. Yeah, they're the worst odds and the worst payout of any machine in all of Vegas. It's written in that way. They wrote the law to have those machines, and the way the law is written is they're governed differently than any other casino operation because in of the where state. they're at because they're right. on federal land federal land yeah so they get so they're allowed to to have it be the worst payout ever and so like us highlighting it i'm laughing because like they love this they want us to do this 
but like that payout is awful compared to what other wheel of fortunes pay out on the strip. If you're walking by and you see this, what is your first thought? Lucky bastard. That's it. That's it. It's, I mean, but that's honest. That's good. Yes. Like I put it out there and people were like, they took it as if, if they won it, what okay. was your first thought? Right. Like I wasn't thinking that I, because it's like the thought of you winning it, it changes your life immediately. Somebody's just going to hand you after taxes, like 900,000. Yep. That's, that's a nice way to figure out whatever you're going to do. I mean, people were thinking about title shots. People sure. were thinking about whatever, but I thought, what would I think, you know, walking by and one of my dear friends, Rhombus Parallelogram, Pro, Better, all this stuff, said he would barely break stride. And I thought, oh, if somebody else, if somebody else, if won, somebody oh. else wanted, he'd look and be like, wow, they just hit the jackpot, 1.3 million. All right, I got to go get a coffee and I got to get to my plane <laughs> and just keep walking. This life makes us so numb. To that, yeah, to all of it, like they're living in Vegas, and we see so much and all this money. Oh yeah, I, I remember the time I yeah. walked. I, I I once walked up to take money out of my account, and I and I said to, I said to the guy, "Hey, can I get a hundred fifty bucks out of my account?" And he goes, thousand <laughs> I said, "No, one hundred and fifty dollars." And he was like, "Oh." Well, I've seen that before. I was like 150,000. Someone just walks up and says, give me 150. And they think they say 150,000. It was like, yeah, I've seen it before. <laughs> I was like, no, I'm taking out $150, please. It's the worst. I mean, I, 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 I've, I, I've been there, done it. Mikey Awesome, in his defense, said he thought of the BVB brigade. And he Ooh. said he was thinking he when he walked by, we're getting a sponsor, talking to them, and we're inviting everybody back out to Vegas, which hopefully we're going to get to do in September. In the meantime, if you're coming out, sign up for the contest, sign up with us. We'll yeah, we got a lot out. of meetings when I get back. My gosh, we got a lot to do. Listen, guys, have a really safe holiday weekend, okay? We're off tomorrow. We're Twitter spaces tomorrow. You'll see the details on my Twitter at okay. SportsBK. So Dave's going to do that with you guys. Yep. You can do, do, do that. Um Please don't drink and drive. Please don't boat and drive. Okay. We want to see all you guys back here on Thursday. The next time we're having a live show is coming up on Thursday. If you're watching sports grid, you're not going to see us for a bit, but we're back on Thursday night. Wednesday will be a Twitter spaces just for the two of us. I'm traveling back to Boston. It's they're closing the Sumner tunnel. If you guys know anything about this, I, I couldn't, I still can't believe it. There's signs everywhere. July 5th to August 20th. It's like, it's traffic Armageddon in Boston. And I, I almost got out one day. I almost missed it on the day that I'm leaving is the first day where they shut the main. If you know Boston, where you get from the city to the airport is through the Sumner tunnel and they're closing that down. That means every other way to go around it is going to take hours. I'm not talking like, Oh, no ah, hours to get around, to get to Logan airport on that day. I may just go to the airport at like 1, 8, 1 p.m. and be there for five hours just to try to get around it. I don't know what Why I'm going to do. Why wouldn't you just go in the morning and just sit at the airport? The flight's at 5 o'clock and I have a nine-year-old. Can I entertain a nine-year-old the entire day at the airport? Not easy to do. <laughs> so I got to figure this You're out. right. I've done it, but it's, it's I'll figure it. I think yeah. what I'm going to wind up doing is I think I'm just going to go. There's other ways of getting in. I think I'm just going to go into the city. I'm going to take the train into the city, knock around the city, and then have and take the subway. Why don't subway. you go get a hotel room close to the airport and then just take it and sleep in, 
and then just take a quick cab ride over, not going through that tunnel. I mean, it got to be in It's a, July 4th. So what? The night of July 4th in Boston sold out. Everything sold out. It's a big deal. It's a big, it's, it's, it's Boston is the, stay in downtown. Boston is the place you have to. Otherwise I just stay Not here. The place everywhere's busy. Nope. Up. This is the, what are you talking about? There is no country without my city. This is the place for July 4th. This is where the Boston, Boston Tea Party happened. There is no country without my city. None. Zero, not. Zip, zero. This country, yeah, this city, fourth. this city, the Star Spangled Banner, the fireworks. Why do we do all that? That's the war. 1812 overture, right? Da, da, da. That's Boston. <laughs> That's this Paul, city. Paul Revere. That's this city. <laughs> That's this city. <laughs> this is a big damn deal. You want to talk about holidays? Fourth of July in this city is bonkers. This is these. This is the holiday. Other than Patriots Day, this is the holiday for people in Boston. Everything's sold out. Everything is crazy. So like, but I think I'm going to take the train in. I think I'll take the train in and then take the subway to the airport. I think I'm going to be good. Okay. That's how we'll do it. No cars, no tunnels, no crap. Just taking it there. That's how I think I'm doing it. But it makes for a long travel day. But so we'll figure out where I'm going to do the tourist spaces on Wednesday. We'll figure it out. I'll probably be sitting in the airport somewhere, but it could be a fun oh, story. Oh, you're going to be cranky. Hell yeah. <laughs> it could be a fun story for us coming up on Holy Wednesday to, to do that. But right. happy 4th of July. Yep. Have some fun. Dave, to you and your family, you guys as well. Have a good time. Same. I will be back on Wednesday. Dave, tomorrow, Twitter spaces for sports. Great. Thank you, guys. We'll talk to you guys live again in a week here for BVB. He's Matt. I'm Dave. We're out. Bye-bye.